Welcome to The Deeper Meaning. This is Eliza Mack and Anastasia Williams, and today we are dipping our toes into the movie Coraline and the deeper secrets it may hold. The deeper meaning behind it, and this is just me, this is what I get from it, is not to be so so hard on yourselves. I think that we always get in that place. I think we're always like very, very toughest on ourselves. And we don't need to be that way. All we need to do is focus on how we can help others and bring other people out and to just be very supportive of other people. So I don't think we need to be so hard on ourselves. Centered around Coraline, a young girl who discovers a door to an alternate world. The director, Henry Selick, has a distinct art style and manner with his films, popular amongst the theory community. With many unanswered theories circulating the film, we dive deeper into seeing which ones seem possible. Coraline's character design sticks out like a sore thumb. With his distinct art style along with a cold color palette, she is recognizable through the media world. The character design plays a big role implementing towards the development of theories. The emotions that the director wanted from the audience were probably sorrow. It's up to the individual itself, of course, to decide what their emotions are. There are objects in this stop motion film that could have multiple meanings, though there are no official theories. There are countless assumptions based on those objects. One of those objects are the buttons on the eyes that were on the fake moms and the dad's eyes which the other mom had, which was, um, it was mostly, as a fan that has watched this movie, I think the buttons resemble how fake someone can be, even if they seem they have your best interest at heart. According to Weech Watch Stuff, they specifically talked about how the objects had a bigger meaning behind the theories that they presented. They specifically said hallucination was a primary part of Coraline, that everything she was witnessing is specifically just all a hallucination, all in her mind, and nothing was real. Hallucinations took place in the movie where where the most exciting scenes were. Towards the middle of the stop motion movie, she wants more attention from her real family and suddenly she receives that wish. But is the wish really what she wants? While building a closer relationship with her other family, she realizes how much she took for granted in the real world. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, with the movie at first, she seems like a very pessimistic kid. She, everything like seemed to bug her and she honestly just like wanted another life, another something, everything she didn't want was what she had and she wanted the opposite of what she had so when she actually went to the other dimension she kind of at first like she loved it she was like this is exactly what i want but then she realized this is not what i want and if anything i want my old family back so yb and her went on several adventures together including the scenes where the man upstairs hosted a carnival and they had popcorn candy and it was it was really an illusion of what could have been because as we all know, it ended not so good. Though it was not in real life, everything felt like it was alive. Most of the things in the movie 
are not in the real world. Going back to the last theory of hallucination, Miley's in the whole story and it shows how she is slightly hallucinating, but she's also going in of in and out of those hallucinations. And YB and the cat that follows her is a primary person that doesn't change or alter. And, and going in the dimension, when she actually found out that everything wasn't as what she planned was, the quote-unquote mom asked her to take out her eyeballs and replace them with buttons. That's when Coraline realized okay this isn't right and they're gonna use me and they want me for not me if anything they just want to use me and she wants to escape she wants to leave the dimension and just escape and not come back because if anything she regrets everything when she plans to escape her parents help her come back to her real life even though she never expected them to not say or do anything because they never pay attention to her. It was a moment where she appreciated her parents for being there for her and paying attention to how she acts. And they, your parents, they know when you're in trouble. Like they understand you and they watch how, they watch how you move every now and then. So for Coraline, her parents probably noticed that she was acting a certain way or feeling more distant towards them and after a while they were starting to notice that she would leave in the middle of the night to go see her other family so after such a chaotic build-up towards the end the family came together as a unit and worked together on their issues within the family i absolutely agree i do think that the film's characters had lacked communication throughout the whole movie and I don't think they realized that until the end of the movie. I do think if Coraline had voiced out her feelings of neglect, things could have gone a lot prettier and also a different route. Um, but I'm glad that her parents at the end tried to take her words into consideration and tried to change their ways between each other to better the relationship and for things not to get worse. As we all know, most teenagers don't really have a close bond with their parents. But besides that, communication is something that should always be a priority, no matter the relationship between a child and a parent or a boyfriend and girlfriend or a spouse. It doesn't matter. The My own perspective on the topic is that families go through obstacles and it's every day. But you should put that to the side from time to time, especially if you have communication issues or any type of barrier between you and your parents that should be spoken on. In the movie Coraline, she found love and attention is someone that didn't have her best interests. Having a difficult relationship with the parent could be confusing at times, especially when moving from place to place, like Coraline was. But even though she did go through that, Coraline always had, she always had a type of feeling that to look on the brighter side of things. 
which is a tool in real life when having people skills and communicating your feelings and how you feel how you feel towards a situation or a person that could also have been another fault that hindered her perspective on her own family honestly i think people should just try and look at both perspectives of one another whether it be the kid's perspective of the parent or the parent's perspective of the kid everybody has a different mindset and everyone thinks differently everyone shows affection differently and whether that be mentally or physically communication is just a really big key to letting the other person know whether you're trying or what you feel etc continuing on Corlin had a specific doll that looked almost identical to her it was gifted to her by whitey one of her really really good friends the origin of the doll is still unknown even to the day it says whitey just found it and gave it to Corlin and said it resembled her it can mean anything, honestly. It is really all up to the audience, the viewer. But there's a ton of theories about what it means and what it contributes to the storyline. And it even has Easter eggs of hinting on what it means. As everyone who has watched this movie, you probably have seen the doll in the beginning of the movie when YB came to Coraline's house and gave her the doll saying that it looked like her. And to the audience, Depending on the person, we could have thought maybe it was a voodoo doll because the doll was being made at the very beginning of the movie where the doll's eyes were being replaced with buttons and the clothes were being put on to be identical to Coraline. So most likely it could have been a voodoo doll or just could have been a coincidence, depending on the person. The symbolism, of course, depends on the person watching the movie. So it depends on who you are and what you believe in. Ooh, symbolism. That's, that's a lot. I'd have to study that one further. Um, I, I see a lot of symbolism with the cat because um, there's a lot of like references to cats and lonely houses and a lot of loneliness because sometimes it'll just be a single house or just single animals or single people mm. and lots of empty chairs. I would say that would be I do think that though the doll didn't have the biggest significance in the movie, it did add an extra element of creepiness and scariness. The more I think about it, I do think the doll was someone's spy. It has to be some sort of relevance and meaning to the only thing that would make sense to me is that it would connect to Coraline. Maybe it's a bad aura situation. I'm not sure. But I feel like it has it has something to do with Coraline, even though it's not implied. The meaning behind objects in the movie Coraline could be a part of dark humor or a meaning that no one has thought of. If you have watched this movie, then you know about the dark humor that takes place. It could have been in the carnival upstairs with the lady, or it could have been when her and her father went outside to the garden and the lights lit up to look like Coraline's face. It just depends on what you think could have been a dark joke or anything that took place in the movie. And if you haven't watched this movie, then you might not understand how every object in the film has a bigger meaning. I do think the way the filmmaking was preceded with the different materials um, really made the theories rise up a little bit more. It added elements of creepiness and scariness, and it's very abnormal in general. 
though they're fictional objects every one of them has such a bigger meaning behind it if you really think about it and though they're unrealistic they have such big messages behind them and have so many life lessons Um, the garden looked like her, Coraline's face, and that might have shown trauma and how that affected her relationship with her parents and the neighbors that lived with them in the apartment. As she developed a closer bond with her neighbors rather than her own parents because of lack of attention and the ability to speak freely about her feelings, it could have been just her trying to escape from her reality and those are just different examples of um how she developed a closer bond with other people besides her parents i do think this is a very creative way of showing how childhood trauma or any trauma is forever though there is no treatment it can stick on to you no matter what where you are how happy you are and how much you've grown from it it is something that makes you who you are and if anything it makes you more mature Coraline could relate to many children nowadays that have trauma from their parents or situations that have happened to them when they were younger or even when they're older. Some children have been raised in terrible situations that they just can't escape unless they really try their best to involve themselves in a different environment. Most of the time, there's a safe space that they've made for themselves, and that's what Coraline did. She had a safe space where she could escape her reality from her parents and the environment around her and come come to her fake mom and dad and actually talk to them and she felt loved by them and there are plenty of real life scenarios that could be compared to Coraline in her situation like for example when other children they may not want to go home because of the circumstances so most likely they're either going to their neighbor house or going to their friend's house it just depends on where they want to go and how they want to escape their reality so the scenarios that could be played in real life also compares to Coraline but for right now we'll stop there many young kids going to teenage and adult years always end up being too gullible they end up trusting the wrong people and people taking advantage of them. They lean on different people thinking that they have a better communication and a better relationship with them, though they're actually using you. They could end up rebelling against their parents or their loved ones for the people who they think, quote unquote, are better than them and their family. This could lead to manipulation or even worse. Like Coraline, she was being used. This mom, which is not a real mom, was honestly just using her and if anything, it inflicted trauma and she was ended up being manipulated at a young age. I feel like it's not hard to recognize that the book and the movie have some serious differences. Some key differences from the movie to the book include the location, characters, and all in all what happens with the other father at the end. 
In the book, Coraline is set in the UK. However, in the movie, Coraline is set in Oregon. The layout of the house can also be seen completely different, with Mr. Bobinski, aka the man that lives upstairs, being in a different place. Another difference would be the fact that in the movie, YB is completely made up. In the book, there is no such character as YB, and people believe that they added him to the movie to give her a sidekick. With a small addition of YB, it gives viewers somebody else to connect to other than just Coraline or any of the other characters. I know one thing that I want to point out is in the book, the other father essentially helps Coraline in a different way. In the movie, when Coraline and the other father encounter each other at the very end while she's trying to collect one of the ghost eyes, they are in the garden and he gives her the eye. Now in the book, it's different because they're actually in a basement and he's trying to crawl after her even though he doesn't want to kill her, essentially still being controlled by the other mother. So he's telling her to run, get out, even though it's hard to see. There are so many subtle differences between the book and the movie to where the differences that they made for the movie end up working in that case scenario. If they had made these changes in the book, and the book was exactly how the movie was, I feel like readers would not have enjoyed it as much. The original book has such an eerie feel to it that you can tell the creepiness is in it. The movie is kind of played down, it's not nearly as dark, and I feel like that's how it connects to the audience more. Today we talked about a multitude of different things about the movie Coraline. We talked about Coraline's character design and the role it plays towards the development of theories. We also talked about stop motion animation and how it adds to the feeling of the movie. The different themes such as communication is key, trauma makes people who they are, and one cannot escape trauma.